Wow, that was really good. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Waiting for Stir Fry, the bonus episode. I'm here with Sarah and Edwin. Say hello. Hi. Hello. And uh, we are here for a non-episode episode in which we just reflect on the season and gather some extra thoughts that we had lying about just because we can. Um, so guys, how do we, you know, now that we're done, nine episodes in, how do we feel about it? How do we feel after season one? It's an accomplishment. Yeah, I think that was my first thought as well. It's just, it's a whole undertaking and we did it. Look at us. <laughs> I greatly enjoyed it, but most of that was obviously just doing something that we enjoy and then yeah. getting to talk about it. I think if we had at any point just realized how not fun or, or worthwhile it was, we would have stopped. But I think <laughs> I think overall, we, we valued the experience. And I actually learned a lot about some of these things that we covered. So oh, even that sure. was, was, was good. What'd you yeah. learn? <sighs> well, I, <laughs> I learned how to bother analyzing music which i don't think i've ever consciously tried to do before at least on a, on a thematic level i think mm. you know mostly oh, really? on an acoustic oh this is this sounds good what does it sound good or or just get better equipment to listen to it but now just being able to sit down and you know derive meaning from something um that of, out of an album was something that i've never done before and it was good yeah that was the highlight yeah. of the season uh, oh, as far as 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 far as new things were concerned, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. No, I I do agree. It is a little tough to find, uh, you know, music that you can relate to sort of at that depth or with that level of intent. So at least in the the popular frame of things. So yeah, that's that's cool. Glad you like that. Sarah, what'd you learn? Did you learn anything, or did you know everything at the start? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I know everything already. Um... <laughs> I think the probably the most out of my comfort zone episode we did was the ping pong one. Really? Mm. Well, just because, I mean, the, the music one was definitely interesting. I definitely analyzed that further than I had in the past, just because I don't typically go so far as to take notes on stuff while I'm listening to <laughs> or watching it. Right. But the... I mean, analyzing an anime show like that is definitely something that I hadn't done before. Although I have watched anime, yeah, but not um, not something as I guess like artful as that one. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got a chance to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think just bringing the intent of the closer reading to a lot of stuff, and it's just surprising. It's surprising that you actually could find that much stuff in it sometimes, and you know. Being able to read into it is nice. It's all very nice. Uh, yeah. I think I think one thing I learned, I kind of had in the back of my mind, and then I was just confirmed through all of this, was, you know, uh, that you have to, I had in the context of, like, reading books, you know, you have to read a novel twice to really get a solid appreciation for most things that are going on in it. And I think this, this season just showed that it applies to most of these things as well. You know, first time you get mm-hmm. context, second time you get to see the details that support that context or so, so support the stuff that fit in that. So do you think it 
we, going forward we should do that for some of these pieces or because i mean uh, i think a, a good value to counteract that is it's interesting to see how a piece moves somebody on a first watch uh sort of on yeah. a more pristine clean slate kind of way um and I, I think it also adds a lot of overhead to be able to have that that dual secondary reading after the first one. Oh, it's that's true. I mean, I I I don't think I could ever say that you should watch everything twice. I'm just I <laughs> <laughs> um, just wanted to point out that there will be things you find afterward that will give you a better appreciation for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't require a whole viewing. Sometimes it just takes you know gelling uh, points of view. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you, know, you notice this, I notice that kind of deal. Interestingly, I, uh, I think, isn't technically our podcast sort of like a second reading, external reading for many of the people who listen to it, right? Uh, assuming that you've taken the time to watch the piece before listening to the podcast and getting completely spoiled of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I hey, think you know, for me... Use it I how think, you want. Yeah, I think for me, the, the, the exercise I, I enjoyed the most was... Being able to explore a piece that I haven't done before and learn from people who have a perspective that I may have missed when I watched it one time. Yeah. Or conversely, mm-hmm. be the person with the more insight from previous rewatches talking with somebody who's experiencing it for the first time. Oh, I agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah you get a more, mm-hmm. a, a more rounded perspective. I, I hope that shows to, to, to the audience, you know, <laughs> if, if, they, if they, you know, get something new out of our discussions of it. I think that's hopefully something that I hope highlights it for them, the value of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something, something I was going to say that going back to like the rewatching idea, mm-hmm. um, one concern that I have, I guess, is a lot of times like watching these things, I don't know if like trying to take notes while also watching it kind of takes away from the experience of watching it. Yeah. So like one thing I was thinking about is like, maybe it would be better to do like a first watch without, you know, trying super hard to catch every detail, just Mm -hmm. like to get the experience of watching it or listening to it or whatever it is, playing it one time and then afterwards go back and take the notes. But again, like it's just so much overhead, especially for longer things. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. So it's kind of impossible, but, I don't know, have like especially specifically like for like movies and shows, like having to pause, like to write something down, I think sometimes can be detrimental, but I mean not to the degree where it's like ruining anything, but I don't know, just like to the flow of whatever it is you're watching. I think the main onus of of that deep extraction of themes and stuff should be <laughs> on the person suggesting it because they probably have the least work they have to do. I think oh, generally, yeah. I, I, I wish, I hope that expectation goes forward, going forward where people who are new to the piece can minimize the amount of notes they take just so that they can actually get the experience out of it. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, Or that's the perspective I've kind of been taking. Um, like if I know I'm not the one who's <laughs> needs to be bringing all the information to the table, <laughs> you know, I'll just kind of relax and try to form some opinions just from watching the thing rather than you know, right. performing the deepest possible analysis. And then I can, <laughs> like during the episode, we can have more of a conversation rather than like going bullet by bullet through notes. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> that, that that's, that, I think my approach too. That first yeah. episode, yeah, very much a, an academic. We should have written an essay is what that should have been. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you know, looking back at all these episodes so far, uh, do you have a favorite and why? 
A favorite in what context? I whatever context you want. It's your question. It's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> a favorite a favorite episode, I would say hard to say right now because I haven't actually listened to all of them. <laughs> I have listened um, to all of like, them. So just, maybe 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 favorite episode or just favorite thing we've covered as an episode, answer however you like. Sarah. Um, in terms of things we've covered, it's a tough decision because I feel Oof. like I've liked a lot of these. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, have a I don't pretty... have to like all of them. <laughs> I could tell you my least favorite one was probably the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I still liked it. I don't know I that like I liked it. the episode just... we did mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I will say the more positive, on the, on the more positive end of things, I really enjoyed our Last of Us episode and really just the Last of Us in general. Yeah. I think, it's I, a, think a good... I was going to mention that one too as a possible mm-hmm. favorite. Uh, it's just a good blend of themes, storytelling, and, and you know the, the immersion that the, the medium kind of brings yeah. about. It's all just rock solid. <laughs> In my opinion. Which is why you need to play the second game, and then we can talk about that <laughs> and oh, argue. Boy. Yeah. Because Edwin's opinion it. on the game changes every day. I own it. And... It's fun. We'll cover it. We'll get yeah. there one yeah. day. <laughs> God, can't wait. Um, <laughs> for me, I, like Sarah said, I think my, my, low, my low ranking episode is The Lobster, even though I still liked it. I asked favorite, um, not least favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Sorry. I'm working my way. I'm working my way. We're and not going to sit here for ten. Come on. No, and then and <laughs> my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think the episode I liked the most discussing was Journey, mainly because I, I like to analyze ga- that game as as a because for me Journey is a very high point of top gaming. five game ever yeah I, I, so, having played it once <laughs> having played it twice now <laughs> i've uh, never actually seen like the real ending <laughs> yes yeah yes right <laughs> anyway so i think that discussion was great i think the different experiences that our game can convey was very well captured there so i really enjoyed yeah, that that's episode. true um, yeah, I would, maybe in terms of episode, that was definitely one of the cooler ones, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. my favorite piece that we discussed would be either Ping Pong, which is one of my favorite anime of all time, or uh, The Death of Stalin. I like those two. Yeah, greatly. The Death of Stalin's great. Um, so those are the, but thematically, I think Journey lends more things related to its medium. And I think ping pong is just an incredible showcase of the medium it's in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, I, that's I find cool. it very credible. But yes, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonas, how about you? You didn't even tell us. I told it. What are you talking about? I said the Last of Us. I like the last. The Last. Oh, of us. okay. Sarah, well, what is that was your least favorite? Was your least favorite? favorite? I actually didn't think about this. Um, <laughs> let me just quickly Uh-oh. scan the episode list. You were pretty lukewarm on the young pope. I was lukewarm on the themes of the young pope, but I actually enjoyed watching it. It was it was ah. fun to watch. Like I said, from a craftsmanship perspective, and you know, the, the the wit kept you on. But in terms of, yeah, no, I I have a hard time picking a least favorite. I do think our weakest episode was probably the lobster, but that's you know. <laughs> Episode two, you were trying I, I new don't things. Know. I think, I think, um, uh, Manchester by the Sea was also okay. 
I think um, it was a little long to cover that movie. So, I think a lot of our episodes have been a little long, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've listened to that one, so I think... Uh, I've, like, I've actually had to edit that one, so I'm just telling you from my experience. <laughs> like, it feels longer than The Young Pope, and The Young Pope is definitely longer of an episode than that one, so. Um, I think there's, there's just more beats to cover. There's yeah. more beats per minute. <laughs> We're kind of just sad. rushing through that It's also one. sad, so it's hard to, like, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed long. our discussion around Manchester. I enjoyed it, too. It's just, it's, it's an emotionally taxing thing to get through <laughs> uh, Even so, on so naturally we, of we assigned discussion. it to you to edit and you know listen to it 50 times because we know you love being sad oh, Adam's just sitting in front of his computer tears streaming just, down his face sobbing pausing highlighting portions rewinding. of the audio track <laughs> uh, beautiful uh, beautiful it's snowing outside to symbolize the coldness he feels um, it's all great it's all really good um <laughs> uh while we while we touch on production side was there anything interesting anything you learned on the production side i for one learned that it just takes a long ass time i did not expect this <laughs> to just yeah. be so involved and you know consistent sound quality is a uh what's the phrase <laughs> it's a not... labor of love is how i'll say uh-huh you know? it's I just or, you know just spend standard. a lot of money <laughs> or spend a lot of money on a nice microphone and it will probably be easier <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it would definitely help yeah this this whole gorilla podcasting thing is not <laughs> the best choice but i hey, think you know. uh one of the things i learned is how poor the interface and many of these tools and audacity is Boy. Well, you got to understand, Audacity is nowhere near the high end of <laughs> tools that exist out there. I know, but that doesn't mean it's that free it has, software. That doesn't excuse a bad UI. Somebody has to consciously say, "This is well, how we're going to show this." You are not the use case. You are not the target audience. The target audience is the middle schooler doing their Spanish project. I feel and like I, I said and this I last say time. this is hard. <laughs> For middle schoolers, because I can figure out how these tools work. Well, all they have to do is record. The point is you just hit record mm. and play and then save. Then why give all these features? For the power user who will look past the shitty UI. <laughs> exactly. Ah, yes. If you know how to do it, The Adobe work. approach. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the, the bigger thing. Yeah, I do agree. It's a long time, but yeah. it's still interesting. It's fun. I find like it a lot a less puzzle. interesting than <laughs> like the process of watching and talking about the analysis. Yes, of course. It's yeah, it's not riveting okay. in that yeah, comparison. <laughs> and water is wet, Sarah. Thank you. But yeah, I, yes, I wouldn't be able to have a podcast on that. <laughs> Episode ten. <laughs> Today I spent twenty minutes trying to erase the air conditioner in the background of Sarah's recording. Yeah. Spoiler alert: I didn't. Um, Listen, I've always turned my AC off, so I don't know what you're talking about. This was a, uh, and we love you for it, Sarah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, moving on, perhaps yeah. uh, one one detail, a technique, a style, something from the things we've seen that you liked and that bears repeating. Or maybe something you just didn't point out before. If I had to give an example, it's how well the games we've covered use the fact that they're a game to tell part of their story. Like to give to continue on the Last of Us example, huh. the whole 
giving you options of how to play, whether morally or no, you know, killing people or just sneaking around to support the whole survival is morally ambiguous bit. That's solid, especially when it goes to subvert that at the end by sort of betraying your your control as a player. And so that that was something that really stuck out to me that I thought, hey, wow, this is a thing that maybe I wouldn't have thought about before. Uh, for me, it would be ping pong and its use of color and detail during those last couple episodes to convey that sort of in the game zone section of of that fight between Kazuma mm-hmm. and and Peko. That that stuff was great, and just internalizing it as you're watching it, just it's like wow it, like it's something that you could probably pull off in the other medium but not that easily and definitely not that stylized um so right that was good. and also journey's just mechanism of communication i think that's fascinating um yeah that's yeah. true those are both good ones i mean i was also i was going to mention ping pong as well for just the way they um are able to show so many things at once like using mm-hmm. like the panel approach yeah that yeah, was something right. when i was watching it really impressed me just cuz like it gives you I don't know. It's just such an interesting uh, experience of like being there and being able to see so many things at once. That's pretty unique, um, and like you said, something that's pretty unique to. It's to also that very challenging, well. right? Because you need to yeah. be a very good director to to use that effectively. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think, if we ever go back to some of his other works, I, they will highlight <laughs> how tough it is. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to hold the attention, to show a lot of things, hold the attention without having, you know, just a series of flashing images. Yeah. You know, just like and it makes it really exciting, cuts. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good way to compress, especially, I think I said this during the episode, when you're watching something as thrilling as ping pong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that music does a lot of heavy lifting, too. It's just, oof. Sure. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Uh okay. So moving away from the things we've done for the podcast. Yeah. Let's think about other things you did or watched or enjoyed during the year. Do you have any a favorite or something you would just recommend in general to the audience? All two of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have plenty. Is there something? <laughs> I said what? Do what? Do you want that to be just on like a, an entertainment level or like an actual thematic death? Well, that's up to you, you know? Thematic you qualify- death. death. Ah. <laughs> so it's your answer. Uh, I think on an, on, a, on an actual like technical level, and I think this is a little bit older, but I think it's still good because we haven't covered. I think Chernobyl, the, the HBO miniseries, is fantastic in as a as a you know docu drama series. It's just oh, it's just I can't think of anything better than that. Uh, and capturing history and sort of use you know real events to 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 create a level of dread. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, yeah, I think that's that. I'll come back to it. Let me think if I can think of something thematical. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to like even remember things that I watched or played or listened to like earlier in the year. But recently, I've been watching Twin Peaks, which is a very interesting experience. Oh. Would recommend. <laughs> um, it's like so cliche, but also so weird and like 
random at the same time. I don't know. Sometimes it makes me laugh, but nice. It's hard to it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's I can on see my why list. Would... I definitely want to go back and watch that one. Yeah. Oh, I can I just... see why it would be a cult classic. Okay, I just thought of something. During the early days of the pandemic, I actually had a, a marathon of um, Kunihiko Ikuhara's animes. He's a famous anime who, who director who mostly works on um, LGBTQ characters. And I think I would suggest if you, you know, if you were interested in that sort of evaluation of LGBT issues um, that through animation and very early on, like historically very early on, like the 90s, where you wouldn't expect like overt uh, gay characters, lead characters to be featured uh the revolutionary girl utena was incredible and uh if you want something more newer because you know the <laughs> 90s animals look a little rough um uh penguin drum which is a fantastic tale of um people who are the sons Penguins. of people who commit great tra- uh, terrorist acts how do they have to shape their lives around that action uh, the guild that they share, even though they didn't commit anything, um, it's fascinating. Yeah, so seems like a niche experience, but also no, I, probably, I think... no, no, no. But my second, the second point of that, also something you can draw general things about. So that's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's about when people get thrown on the side road, on the side of the road. What does that experience look like for them? And it, it doesn't just cover these people who are marginalized because of what their parents did, but just people who are abandoned on their side, orphans and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Orphan shows. So. <laughs> Orphan shows. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so that's what I've got. Gotcha. So, all right. So we had what did we, we had Twin Peaks. We had uh, anime, Utena, for example. My, my thought is for the folks that like the Channel Orange episode, if you really want to take your music listening experience to the next thematic level, you got to go to Kendrick Lamar and start on Good Kid Mad City, <laughs> make your uh-huh. way through to Pimp a Butterfly and end up on uh-huh. Damn. Because not only is each album a rich, unique thing on its own, but they collectively string together into this phenomenal kind of, well, it is autobiographical uh progression and it is fantastic you know i always point to the fact that he won a pulitzer and i will do so now he won a pulitzer come on folks <laughs> for his albums it, yes he, he won a pulitzer in music which in my oh, okay. understanding previously previously only goes to like symphonic works and huh. so this was like a huge shift hmm. in 2018 there's like oh hey we're gonna give it to this guy so yeah Tell your friends. <laughs> hmm. uh, I guess Big Symphony failed that year. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah, I think I think those are the main questions I had for us to sort of anchor the discussion. Anyone have any yeah. final thoughts? As far as suggestions, Nier Automata, the video game, would be a good pick. Okay. We might we might cover that. <laughs> The Last of Us 2, I already mentioned. I think we all played that. Well, not Jonas, but we played that this year. Play. 
Oh my goodness, let's not get into it. That's why I didn't want to give my opinion on that one yet. Divisive. Uh, I mean, we talked about Parasite, which we ended up deciding mm, not to do an episode on, but definitely a movie we all, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it. Enjoyed. Yeah. Watch In case there aren't enough people telling you to watch it already, just watch it. Right. Come on. Yeah. What do you got to lose? Two hours? Indeed. Come on. Reading subtitles? Come on. Yeah. Give it a fantastic. Program. Uh okay. Cool. Um I will point out to the listeners that we do have a mailbag. Uh if you want to send questions, comments, you know, have you got a cool reading that we didn't get to? Did you see some great details that we didn't? Do you have a suggestion mm. of something we should watch and cover? Send it at waiting for stir fry at gmail.com. We'll buy a domain name eventually, maybe. But until then, waitingforsurfry at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Are we ready for that's... our farewells? Yeah. All right. Sure. Cool. Well, this was Jonas. And Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> and Edwin. <laughs> and uh, we were waiting uh. for Stir Fry. Talk to you guys later. Looks like our order is ready. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> uh, order up, ding.